It's like every documentary is turned into an episode of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Somebody exactly. made a joke about Ghost Adventures the other day, and I was, oh, oh it my cracked gosh. me up about just like the nonsense. Did you tell everyone that we were really into it for a while? <laughs> yeah, until you start thinking like, I have a, did we see this episode? These guys oh, no, they're the all same the same. Thing. <laughs> oh, he's going to be possessed now. Yeah, oh, he's gonna leave really out of control with his emotions. He's gonna have to step away. <laughs> by gonna leave Aaron named alone Kyle. again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Grown Up Christian. I'm Casey. I'm Sam. And I am not Jeremiah. <laughs> no. Yep. Jeremiah, what is he doing? He's like, he's pulling somebody out of a ditch. Or... Yeah, someone needed new mud flaps on their car so they could go play in a puddle <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> he's putting, he's he's taking his evening to bolt naked lady mud flaps yeah. onto a, uh, a coal roller. The one where they're like, they're... Uh, Sitting there with their knees up and it's like to their backs together. That, that we're uh, talking yeah, about. I, you know the classiest of images. That's a brand, right? Is that that's a specific brand? Uh, it might be royalty free or just stolen by everyone who uses it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was a brand, but I never, I never understood what brand it was because you would see that on like those soccer shorts, like the indoor soccer crap. It what? seemed like. Yeah. Seriously? Well, also, like first graders in my school, like fucking wear the jackets with the that down the sleeves, and I'm like, this feels strange. Oh, that's so weird. It's gonna be a brand that some people give a shit about. I'm actually gonna, I gotta Google this right now. We didn't come prepared to talk about this. Sometimes things come up. Uh, you know, I never thought that I would, I would uh, ever know this information. <laughs> it harkens <laughs> back it to off. the days. Of like the the Playboy Bunny symbol being like everybody's uh, cool edgy thing to have. Oh, on apparently a shirt that's or whatever. coming back. There was like a collection at Pac Sun that I know just because I've overheard people talking about it. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, again, really? <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a thing for a minute, and it's so weird because that was a little before. That was it was way before all the Me Too stuff and everything. How is nobody? I mean, I know he's dead and fine, good riddance. But how has nobody come for Hugh Hefner? Because that guy sucked. I don't know oh, for yeah. some reason. He's, he's still celebrated. Even that's what's yeah. weird. That guy was such a fucking old pervert. Like clearly yeah. disgusting. Yeah, everything about that is <laughs> also the. Uh, I probably need to work on my Googler abilities, but it turns out that. Um, Naked girl logo back to back was not the appropriate search term. <laughs> oh my word! You need you needed so. to look up clothing brand logo. Women back to back. Did you find it? I did not give fun. you an appropriate introduction. By the way, this is April Gloria. She's yes. joining us again, uh, and she's my wife and a seamstress, cosplayer, a costume maker. Yes. Friend of the show, dog mom. <laughs> no, <Ugh. laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to 
as the children would say, unalive myself uh, right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Is that a thing that they say? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what you have to say now. Otherwise, you're canceled. Well, it's it's. I think it started because Twitter would flag your posts. So first they would say like, die, but with an asterisk in front of, like instead of the I. Oh. Yeah, so part of my job, unfortunately, is to know internet things. Well, I'm <laughs> just... Most of it's against my will. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in Elon for uh, for banning people for the the exercise of their free speech, you know? Yes, kind well, of join a the tool. <laughs> <laughs> Who's left um, that's an Elon fan? What? It seems like there's nobody left that's an Elon fan at this I point. I literally just saw a Facebook friend post about the fact that they liked him today. Fun fact. Hmm. Yeah, so. I feel like mostly everyone's turned on him at this point. Because uh, he's yeah. not even like, I think people saw through the bastion of free speech bullshit too, real quick. When he's like, you can say whatever you want. And someone's like, Elon has fat tits. And then they got their account banned. And you're just like, like, oh. No, <laughs> not about me. Come on. <laughs> oh man anyone who just denigrated him on twitter got their accounts banned and it was just like yeah i don't know i mean i'll do everything i can to get it restored yeah (laughs) oh okay i found well okay the the original logo that we were talking about earlier is not two women not a woman back to back it's a man and a woman back to back and it's an italian company called kappa k-a-p-p-a oh and so some of those logos on sports clothing you may see are actually a a man and a woman but so i think you know spencer's or whoever co-opted that design and just made it two ladies with like giant balloon boobs or something and big old bolt-ons yeah, maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe they didn't copy. It's like they. It's like a parody of that. I guess this is just me guessing. I don't know. I could be wrong. The internet will probably tell me. But the original design looks like it was from that company. What do you think the CEO or the uh, maybe uh, the founder of Spencer's Gifts is up to? Yeah, like he sold the company, right? So that way he could like go to Indonesia and have sex with underage women or something like that. <laughs> Probably. Maybe he's friends with Tom from MySpace. <laughs> Dude, I imagine him looking a lot like the CEO of Bang Energy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just like, there's some people that like, it's just, you know, like that old saying of like, you either die here or live long enough to be, to become the villain. It's like you either either the coke kills you or you live long enough to become a sad, desperate case. <laughs> like uh, like McAfee. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Laying Just under a hammock and like... asking to be shit on from above it. <laughs> Ugh, while his pop-ups continually show up on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. That's what we, They probably would have sold a lot more antivirus software if, like, you, they would just be like, you have 30 days to su- to subscribe or we're going to show you the video of McAfee being like dumped on. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Experiencing a glass bottom boat. <laughs> <laughs> a glass bottom boat. That's like the fastest way to turn somebody into a Mac consumer. Right. <laughs> I heard you don't need antivirus software for Mac. Anyone who had McAfee is just like, I'm in. <laughs> 
Evan. That's how they like built their their base completely. Just th- I think that's the- that's why I got I got mine a while back because I'm just like, oh, this is uh, I don't have to deal with a lot of the crap that the PC people have. But then I got a PC upstairs, the one that Casey is currently sitting in front of, and then I couldn't use all of my programs on my Mac laptop. So when that crapped out, I'm like, well, I guess I have to get a window, a PC laptop. Yeah, the Mac one turned into a hot plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I, when I had a, I mean, I have a PC right now. I have never in the past 10 years downloaded any sort of antivirus software. You just like, no. there's just obvious things you don't do with your computer. If uh, you don't want to get a virus and yeah, you know, 12, 13 year old me uh, had a lot of lessons to learn and I would definitely be able to speak a lot of wisdom into that version of myself, but you know, you live and you learn. So hashtag the pirate bay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, I think I shared this story. I think I shared this story before, but I, I got my family's computer a porn virus by not actually looking at porn. I downloaded a song from the oh internet not understanding like that people would just attach whatever the fuck they wanted to it and it was like pretty drastic you know it turned like Ugh. your icons into just fucked up stuff and then like it would like, if you <laughs> if you open the browser it would like just immediately open to like to porn i was devastated oh i didn't God. even see it um, but apparently i'm trauma- a terrorist I, yeah you are because apparently uh <laughs> I should ask my sister about it now that she's an adult, but apparently she was the recipient of uh, that trauma because she was the next uh-huh. one to the computer and my parents were livid. We were like, we swear to God, like, and of course we're like 12, 13 year old boys. There's no way. I, mean, I couldn't have been, maybe we were older than that, but either way, there was absolutely no chance that we were believed, you know, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, just I should probably revisit. I actually would ask my. I would. I'd be a little weird to talk to my mom. I wouldn't bring it up to my mom. I would ask my dad about that. If, it's the sort of things that per- parents pretend they don't remember. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, mm, uh. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Man, I maybe that's a good thing that we're not gonna have kids because I feel like I would just remember everything and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you might. Like yeah. it was yesterday. <laughs> You would be there at dinner, just hey, remember that one time, and then you'd bring up all the fucked up shit your kids ever did. They're like, yeah, oh, remember yeah, that mean thing single... you said as a toddler? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing the world a favor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so we last time we had to cut our uh, our story short, uh, but this episode. So every this core like this week just kind of corresponds with um there's a bunch of documentaries out right now that everybody's talking about and uh it was interesting cuz we've watched a couple of them we'll we'll get into them as we go through here but uh where we're going to start off is where we left off with the Dixie Chicks original cancel culture case and their feud with Toby Keith. Um, we watched April and I watched the documentary about that from 2006. Uh, it was the documentary is recent and it was about what happened in 2006 or it's no, it's from like 2006. 
Okay. The the events were like from the early 2000s until about 2005. I think. Yeah, so this documentary was originally shot the 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 purpose of it was to to follow them on this top of the world tour that they were on and London was one of the first stops and that's where she, Natalie Maines made her controversial comments about the war in Iraq and George W Bush and so it kind of uh turned into a documentary about touring their music and stuff like that but then also like them being engulfed in this scandal and how it changed their course uh which how hilarious is it that just their criticism of the war in iraq it it was uh, like a scandal like that was a scandal yeah it was it's it's just like such a product of the times which is kind of what we talked about last time leading into it is just it's hard to really wrap your head around where the country was at at that point. And like going back and watching some of the footage of people outside, like people showing up to picket their concerts and stuff. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, I got a clip from cable news that uh, we'll, we'll play here in a second. That's pretty fun. Things have changed a lot. Mm. Um. <laughs> But it was interesting watching like that documentary from 2006 back to back with uh, the Jared from Subway catching a monster documentary, which is originally on Discovery Plus, uh, which noteworthy. That's the same one that produced that Hillsong documentary. Right. Uh, which, which not a fan of. You did not uh, love. And no, then neither. <laughs> we also uh, all of us started watching the the um, the Duggar the shiny happy people documentary about the uh, the Duggars. So we're all documentary tonight. Just our criticisms, critiques. Uh, we, for, to be fair, for the Duggar one, that's a four part thing, and we are only ep- I'm only one episode in. I just I watched the first one. I'm into it. Uh, and I'm interested to see where it goes, but I definitely have a, a thought or two about some of the way it's set up. Well, it's it's funny to watch like all three of these from, uh, you know, different companies and different eras and how they're different from each other. And of course, you know, you're following a, a group of musicians around in one. It, I mean, the the. The Dixie Chicks documentary is called Shut Up and Sing. And it's it's more or less just like following them around and kind of documenting things as they happen. The news coverage, their response, showing them talking about it and stuff behind the scenes. But there is not like a lot of editorializing in that documentary. And then you compare that with like, dude, the Jared from Subway doc. It's all editorializing. Like there's so little story portrayed in this thing, it's insane, and it's three episodes long, you know. Like, and that's dude, that's what I think I'm getting a little tired of is um we are in, I guess documentaries are always made, but it, it for a while it was just like here's your documentary. We spent seven years on this film getting footage, we combined it, compiled it into an hour and a half. Some certainly there could be some editorializing, but for the most part, you're like, I feel pretty good about that. Um, and it feels like there's been this shift to like, like it's like the, you know, it gets the fucking Hobbit treatment, 
where you're like, we need to make something that doesn't deserve multiple movies, films, episodes into something that's going to be like five or six, seven hours long. Oh my gosh. Just for the purpose of like telling a story that you're just grasping at straws to pull it to, to narrate. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just, I would rather just be boiled down. Like we're in this, um, what was it? Was it history channel that you mentioned Casey? Like there's, there was like all these pseudoscience type documentaries for a while, like hunt for this things for that. It's like ancient aliens type shit where you're just like, this is obviously just a bunch of jerk offs trying to captivate an audience there was there was one that even aired on a shark week that was fairly controversial do you remember this it's like it was like a hunt for a megalodon type thing and it maybe it wasn't even that i just remember a shark week aired this like documentary that was turned out to be complete bullshit and they they did it under the like the idea that it was just entertainment expecting people to see through it because i remember watching it being like this has to be this has to be fucking fake it was like some sea creature that clearly didn't exist um yeah. and a bunch of like found footage type shit of like whoa i can't believe that and i just remember it being controversial like that they would have aired that during shark week at a time where they really only aired where they only aired interesting shit about sharks for real. Um, Yeah. And it just kind of feels like we're in this territory of like, are we, is this like real? Are we really document like doing documentary or are we just making entertainment uh, for the outrage culture that we live in? It's like every documentary is turned into an episode of ghost adventures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's somebody exactly. made a joke about Ghost Adventures the other day, and I was oh, oh it my cracked gosh. me up about just like the nonsense. Did you tell everyone that we were really into it for a while? <laughs> yeah, until you start thinking like, I did we see this episode? These guys oh no, they're the all the same. Thing. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be possessed now. Yeah, oh, he's gonna, gonna be leave. really out of control with his emotions. He's gonna have to step away. They're By gonna leave Iron alone Kyle. again. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Okay, I found it. Mac, you need to step away right now. You need to just like step away, okay? <laughs> you're 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 worrying me. I'm worried for your safety right now. I there was this goes, one punch a wall. <laughs> there was one I saw where it was like someone was like being quote unquote targeted by a ghost and then like he got scratches down his back, but they lifted up his shirt and he didn't have scratches through like his shirt wasn't ripped, but he had the bloody scratches on his back. And I was just like, oh, weird. People who I was with were like, this seems, I mean, kind of believable, right? And I'm like, no, you could Mm. literally, like, if it's, if it's filmed in 2023, (laughs) it doesn't, like, nothing about anything that could look believable could be, should be taken as believable. I mean, you know what your problem is? Have you ever heard the word cut? You think that demons abide by the laws of physics, and that's, (laughs) An asinine assumption. You know? And that's on you. You're right. Uh, it, it, it's, well, and that's the funny thing about also growing up in a Christian world is like, you hear ghost stories on shit and you're just like, listen, I know ghosts aren't real. 
but let me tell you what is demons <laughs> and they do the yes. exact same things as ghosts <laughs> but they're just not ghosts and you're like god damn this but is such a waste of a conversation yeah. Uh, I want to people are frauds. <laughs> uh, it was a megalodon documentary. Um, it was maybe 2018, maybe earlier than that. No, it had to be earlier than that. 2013. Um, well, the film okay. that aired on Discovery Channel about the potential survival of the prehistoric shark purported to be a documentary. The story revolves around numerous videos, quote unquote, photographs, and firsthand encounters with a megalodon and an ensuing investigation that points to the involvement of prehistoric species despite the long-held belief of extinction uh well at least this is about like something fun like this is just fun right yeah and like maybe but that's coming from me who (laughs) gets really annoying about things that don't end that people act like are real but don't end up being real well, like the worst offender at this kind of thing, at least that comes to mind for me. And and I say this with the preface that like I listen to and watch a lot of true crime stuff. True crime stuff is voyeuristic and it's it's uh God, what's the word? You know, you're using like misery for entertainment. And it just, it just is like, that is what it is. I still watch it. I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. That's what true crime really is. The the one that, that comes to mind for me is that crime scene, the vanishing at the Cecil hotel. Cause I mean, did you guys watch that? It's well, you watched it April cause we watched it. Yeah. That's the one in Colorado, right? No, no, this is really? the one. Uh... Oh, that's Stanley Hotel. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we did that's watch too many people get murdered, and it was Jack Nicholson. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay, I remember that. I remember the Ce- Cecil Hotel. Yeah. yeah, this is the one on Skid Row. Yes, in L.A., and like it was really big for a minute. Um, it was another like three episode thing, but basically, like it's this hotel with this like really bad history. Cause it's on skid row, you know, it's, yeah, it's literally just like people who are on their last leg. It's like, <laughs> you know, so many people have died in this hotel because it's like, it's literally just like a place where we throw away humans, you know? And <laughs> this, this girl stayed there on a trip. She was kind of like backpacking around the country or something like that. She stayed at the Cecil hotel even though she should not have been there by herself. And the first couple episodes of this thing, like set up her disappearance as like this paranormal thing. And they like show clips of her in the elevator. And she appears to be like talking to someone, but there's no one there. And dude, they got this thing. It was really creepy and weird. And then they get to the third episode and it's like, Oh no, she's, she's schizophrenic and she wasn't on her medications. Yeah. She like literally wandered upstairs talking to herself and, and fell into the water tank on top of the hotel where she drowned and people showered in that water for, you know, however long before they found the body. No, like it's such a dark, terrible story. And like, they just use it, like paint this like crappy ghost story around it. 
you know, and like purposely mislead the audience for for like hours before telling them like, oh, no, this is just a person who was mentally ill and like fell victim to. You know, uh, like her her illness and society's indifference, blah, blah, you know, whatever, however you want to characterize it. But it's just kind of gross. Yeah, you know, it's like the the person that was really like. I don't know. It just turns it into like, oh, no, guess what? She was crazy. <laughs> like they do at the end of a lot of movies and stuff instead of or like try and build this like fake sort of thing around it instead of focusing on like what like following her actual story would have been a lot more interesting and impactful than being like, oh, my gosh, what if it were ghosts? Yeah, like, like there's there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it other than like. We wanted this to be several episodes. We wanted to attract attention and create a buzz. And so we literally just made up a story around it to make it more interesting. And yeah, got- and the last 10 minutes are like, oh, well, guess what? Like the last 10 minutes of like the last episode is when they say what's actually going on. It well, felt like anyway. So it's, ba- it's like a like, CSI man, episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I said, true crime as a genre is that. That was just a really egregious yes. example of it when you really think about it, you know? But back so, to the Dixie Chicks. Back to the Dixie Chicks. So, so we don't have to do the Dixie Chicks part three. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going, uh, this is after 9 11. It's in 2003. We're really like gearing up and banging the drums to go into Iraq. And we talked about last time about how, like, you know, there's a lot of anger in the in the United States. Um, we were already in Afghanistan. We were hunting Osama bin Laden. The war on terror, by all accounts, was I a think major at this success. Point, well, I think at this point, like, it was still like there was a lot of public support for it. It was going relative. I mean, they hadn't. By all, from what we knew at home, like things were going well, and we were like working our way towards the objective. Yeah, of, Bush's of destroying terrorism, <laughs> or so. Yeah, and it, so they're gearing up for Iraq. Um, it's 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 literally like we're on the doorstep of the war in Iraq, and uh, the Dixie Chicks play this concert in London, huge. And remember, I mean. We talked about it last time, but they're still the top-selling female band of all time. They're enormous, and this is the peak of their fame. They go on stage in London, and it's in the middle of all these huge anti-war protests all around the world, especially in London. Very little news of it in the United States, right? Um, Natalie Maines, the lead singer, who is not related to the other two. Oh, she isn't she? No, she's uh the other two women are sisters and uh Natalie the vocalist is uh not. But uh she goes on stage and she basically says like, "Hey, just so you know, we're on the right side of things. We're with you guys. We don't support the war in Iraq or this war. We don't want to see this violence happen and uh we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas, which is their home state. And so like one media outlet picks this up right off the bat 
but it soon turns into like just a huge story, big scandal. Um, it's everywhere all throughout the media and, you know, with before long, like they're getting a lot of like pushback uh, at home, you know, while they're yeah. overseas on this tour. Yeah. I mean, I remember the evisceration happening and you're like, like, I think I said this last week, but it's like, I never liked country music once at any point in my life. I don't think I could. I mean, I, I'm guessing if I, the Dixie Chicks have songs that if I heard them, you could tell me they were the Dixie Chicks. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course I know that. But I couldn't tell you right now with any Dixie Chicks song. And I was like, I I had the whole like middle finger to the Dixie Chicks mentality at that point because you're just like, they're like, I knew what country music was supposed to stand for. Uh, and it was, you know, team red, whatever. So you just, there's like this expectation that if that they either like promote right wing ideology and that right wing ideology was a slightly softer at that time. Um, at least there was a lot less like the religious component to it. Wasn't quite as flared up as it is now. Um, but Either way, you're still like, I knew it. And I was like anti-Dixie Chicks and acted like I had any clue about who they were before they said something anti-Bush as though, like you just, yeah, there's this, it would have been like someone in the, in the church, uh, high up, higher up in like the evangelical institutionalized setting being like, being critical of it. You'd be like, you would instantly just be like, okay, they're out. They're not part of the team. Like you just kind of have this understanding that certain people are part of your team, even if you're not interested in what they're doing necessarily. Um, and I wouldn't have known who like a big pastor, like Rick Warren, if Rick Warren was like, you know, I'm not for this. I would have been like, well, I guess uh, farewell Rick Warren. Uh, even though I didn't give one fuck about who Rick Warren was at the time. Yeah. Like yeah. that, the conservatives, like it's, being for the war for Bush for your team was huge back then. Like if you weren't for the war, then you're just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And to be fair, like that was like their, their thing. That's always been their thing, but less angsty about it. Um, most people, like Casey's already pointed out, most people were for it at the time. Um, you probably just find people on the left less likely to want to cancel the Dixie chicks over it. <laughs> well, and so what I didn't understand at the time was that like, you know, we kind of framed this whole thing about like their feud with Toby Keith, which I don't know American about. Toby Keith. So this, that actually started before she made these comments and there was like national backlash against her. So in 2002, Toby Keith re records releases courtesy of the red, white, and blue or the angry American, oh right? Like we talked about, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, Oh, he also did American concert. soldier. Yeah. Oh, he, he's done a few, uh, Patriot ballads. <laughs> oh, he's all, I know way more of his songs than I would. He's also 61 now. So that's interesting. Um, uh, but he knows, I know way more songs from, Red Solo Cup. Uh, oh, 
gosh. I, I want to talk about me. Bar. I love so this So you bar. say, <laughs> I don't know country, but I know all Toby Keith. <laughs> yeah. Beer for my horses. No. Oh, that's a oh good one. Gosh. I like I to know not... that one occasionally. I didn't. Casey thinks I'm a heathen because I didn't grow up with country at all. I mean, I'm sure some people in New Jersey like country, but we I just didn't know anything about it. <laughs> My parents didn't listen to it, so I don't know. I didn't yeah, know. I gotta check out Bullets in the Gun. The uh it's a twenty ten song and the video thumbnail is a dude riding a chopper. So oh, I'm sure gosh. I just love cool. that. <laughs> Man, it's like most of those t- kinds of songs are ones where people are like, oh my gosh, you need to listen to this. This is such a funny song. And right when they say that, I'm just like, I'm going to hate it. No. Nope. Yes. Like, I like funny songs. I know. <laughs> I hate it. I hate funny songs. Don't send them to me. I don't want to hear no, them. No. They're always dumb. And not in a fun way. <laughs> Who's that comic that did shit? Is it Walker Wheeler or Wheeler Walker who does country like comedy? Uh, Wheeler Jr. I know the, the only, name. I don't know anything about. I don't him. know anything about comics or country, so <laughs> that's it. I guess I think he, I except for know. that one guy that everyone's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, his song about Jeff Bezos or whatever." Like, oh good, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wheeler Walker Jr. Apparently, Ben Hoffman is a. Um, his first album was Redneck Shit. He. But he did, ended up going. Oh, I hate him already. <laughs> but he ended up going on a tour, I believe, with Kid Rock at some point. And oh, yeah. I hate him already even more. Wow. <laughs> I think uh, I knew. I, I mean, that name. I associated his name more with music than I did with comedy. I didn't know he was a comedian. Wheeler no Walker Jr. Yeah, Wheeler. Is yeah. That real name. So he ended up doing a whole run of podcasts, like he did Joe Rogan, Your Mom's House. Um, it, something with Joey Diaz. He did Burt Kreischer's podcast. So Uncle like, Joey's joint. He ends up doing like, and he's got like a lot of it's just kind of like really like filthy. Uh, and I, it, I don't know. I didn't find it particularly funny, dude. That is like the least creative you can ever be. <laughs> he released his first greatest hits compilation called entitled "Fuck You, Bitch." All the greatest hits. Uh, I think I just lost like <laughs> 10 like, brain cells. That sounds like <laughs> the epitome of someone April would hate. <laughs> oh, I hate him so much. Yeah. Oh I my gosh. I don't even know who it is. Titles. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know why he got on his podcast. Things. Okay. He can't yeah. be that interesting. He's got a song called Pussy King. I know you're into... Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, finger up my butt. Um, fucked Dude, by a country like... boy. People that are like, oh, I'm going to listen to this because my <laughs> mom hates it. Even though they're Dude. like 35 and living it by themselves. <laughs> you got to be, you got to have, like, okay, let's set up the scene where this would be an appropriate thing to play. Never. You are, what? you're in a, <laughs> uh, you're in a bucket hat on a, a pontoon boat from the so you, 1990s. Faded okay. paint. I was about to say bucket hat TikToker, but no. And you have dried, like, Budweiser vomit on the front of your chest. Is this like, about? Is this no. about that time that we stop it? <laughs> <laughs> what the I fuck? thought you were about to drop a name, and I was going to say no. Oh, I, oh. Casey, <laughs> I'm well versed in the internet. The internet person thing. I don't drop names. 
I'll drop hints, but not names. <laughs> Only if they're like previous youth pastors or something. Yeah, if they're a, if they're a, a pedophile, then I'll drop their name. That's like, it. Um, who did Amy uh, Amy Miller? <laughs> yeah, she dropped the name. That oh, was good. Wait, sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. What about this? To, I'll set the okay, scene. We have to pause for a second because I just spilled my drink all over. I'm well, like, getting too excited. Oh, no. oh, you said you're going to pause because you wanted me to stop talking. <laughs> gonna... Oh, my God. I'm going to embarrass Casey. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you're, it's like his face and his reaction to like, there is uh, I was like, are you getting, are you about to tell a very personal story about you and Casey? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, there was a time where we went. We hung out. We, We're going to keep uh, all of this in. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, so uh, anyway, we went to, <laughs> we hung out on a lake with some of our group of friends. And there was a lot of rednecks around and it was on a boat and it was very annoying. That's the short version. That's the short version. What's the more yeah. detailed version? Um, that the one guy's girlfriend was like trying to be all super cool redneck redneck woman and trying to get attention <laughs> from everybody and then there was there her friend who was also trying to get attention from everyone including one of the guys there who wasn't there with his girlfriend who was but was dating somebody and she was trying to get with him and stuff and she used to be nice to me but then wasn't because I showed up to Halloween in a costume that was better than hers <laughs> <laughs> this sounds really dramatic yeah it's, what about it's dumb what this about like this? 2011 or something. Here, here's a song by Wheeler Walker Jr. I'll set the stage for. You're, <sighs> you're at Christian. You're in Christian college. You've you and your girlfriend of or boyfriend have decided to save each other to save yourselves for marriage, but also you know one of you is starting to get a little tired of that. You get your um, you got your young post-teen, early 20s urges, you know, and uh, you put on Wheeler Walker's 2022 single, God Told Me to Fuck You. I think my ovaries would dry up immediately. Instant racing. <laughs> well, that's why God made lube, so it'd be okay still. <laughs> Dude's getting up into my ovaries? Man, that's a, a long, stringy dong there <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's God. Gonna, it just he's fishes for him. snake <laughs> it just pulls them out <laughs> dude if you wanted to get into my pants back in college all you had to do was hit the oh my gosh <laughs> Boom. Yes, you know there's nothing like being extreme in the 2000s <laughs> you know that was the pinnacle you could be extreme for christ that was it as long as you <laughs> dropped the E from extreme, you knew you were in Christian territory. Yeah, like the big X, like everything yeah. was, had a big X on it or a Z. Like the letters X and Z were very popular in youth group. A tilted crucifix. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds like the name of With Christ just the name of a band. Of <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like falling off of it <laughs> sideways. <laughs> <laughs> all right we've strayed from the righteous anyway path. yeah you're gonna have to figure um, out how to put this back together back to toby douche we gotta we gotta i mean raise up our glasses against evil forces that's true you say know, whiskey for my men battle 
going on all around you. for my horses. What? (laughs) (laughs) So before, okay, prior to the Dixie Chicks big comment in 2003, Toby Keith releases this song courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, which we all know everybody's heard every 4th of July. Um, And uh, Natalie Maines came out publicly in an interview and uh, trashed it. <laughs> good for her. I love Deservedly. it. Somebody asked her about song. it. She said, I hate it. She said at the time it's ignorant <laughs> and it makes our, it makes country music sound ignorant. It targets an entire culture, not just the bad people who did bad things. You got to have some tact. Anybody can write. We'll put a boot in your boot. So booty, boot booty. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the kind of songs I prefer on the subject are like Bruce Springsteen's new songs. Okay. Which is funny because Bruce Springsteen is more liberal and like his songs were always, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a tangent. Anyway, go on. <laughs> He's very well respected, even though he was a, or not on the, anyway. Well, yeah. It depends on the group, I guess. I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I, he was not popular in my circles but he definitely has a lot more blue collar credibility than most people who are traditionally uh seen as left-leaning yeah maybe that's that's what i was trying to say (laughs) but uh yeah so she said that about his song he kind of fired back like well yeah she says anybody can write it but she's not a songwriter so you know she because she hasn't she written songs before. I get I get his argument. It's really it, it's making a lot of sense. And, you know, I haven't watched the documentary like I don't know that that's true. I mean, it looked I'm sure they work with writers and stuff just like most artists, but it seemed like they did have a lot of input into their music. Yeah, like it showed them kind of collaborating, like writing in the studio and stuff. I mean, at one point she's talking about lyrics to a song and saying that she they don't really like connect with her. And the guy's like, well, just rewrite it. She's like, well, it's easier said than done. I don't know. You know, that that whole like so and so doesn't write their own music and blah, blah, blah like that. It's so tired. It's a tired argument. So, yeah. okay. the that's kind of where the Toby Keith thing with the Dixie Chicks started and and you know he also like at his shows he was like showing this image of Saddam with his arms wrapped around Natalie Maines yeah and Whoa! it was like songs of peace of of peace and love like kind of like a, an original meme you know yeah yeah he's and, meme culture dude it it is funny like looking back the backlash is crazy. I mean, like I actually, so one of the groups that kind of like instituted the, the, the big ban on uh, country radio for the Dixie chicks was this free Republic organization. And I couldn't find much about them as a group other than like, I found the free Republic.com is like a forum and it's still up. I mean, still there's threads here from like, March 2003, I found a thread that says Dixie Chicks Boycott Coordination Thread. It says, this is a thread for people who want to support a nationwide boycott of the Dixie Chicks for their unbelievable statements in another country. 
here in Virginia, I have yet to hear any of their songs and wish to keep it that way for a long, long time. There are a lot of websites out there with online polls that will respond to a good uh, something. Uh, oh, free, freepin'. This is the place for freepers to post links on oh, that's a, radio that's station a dead websites. Word, I guess. I feel like it's yeah, like it's capital F R freepers. Are we like capital F R? Hmm. It's like deciphering ancient hieroglyphs at this point, dude. Like, Freedom there's just a ton of people something. posting like polls and contact information for local radio stations. There's a lot of things in here, like the Ditsy Chicks. Oh, Freeper is that like free that? people? No, okay, free yeah, people. Urban Dictionary. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> right wing political activists, so called, because it is the nickname of the denizens of the ultra right wing website free republic yeah so free free okay so free so republic is the fr themselves. but like freeper is like free people uh so this one's interesting because it's supposed to uh, by agent echo i can't wow. wait to call march 14th 2003 it says this is clear channel radio's flagship if you don't know who clear channel is they own more stations than anyone in the u.s and this is where things get pretty interesting like from a legal standpoint because the backlash there was a there was enough backlash that clear channel radio which owned more radio stations in the united states than anyone else uh kind of quietly and unofficially instituted a Dixie Chicks ban on their stations. And there was like congressional hearings over this because, I mean, of course it's like, well, you're silencing freedom of speech. You're kind of like, you know, passively engaging in propaganda and, and, uh, you know, mm. repressing information and stuff, which is like, it's so weird. It's like echoes of what happens now with Twitter and everything else, you know? Right. And uh, Joe Rogan. It's like, well, Clear Channel is now like iHeartRadio is Clear Channel. Okay. So they they're still out there. They've just changed their branding and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. This is where it really like like got legs underneath it and they basically just like shut them down on country music radio stations. And they were, you know, it's like, it's hard to, I think it's hard to really understand like how big they were at the time, but it's kind of like, I mean, imagine if like Taylor Swift or somebody like that or Drake or whoever else was all of a sudden just like completely silenced and knocked off the radio. 100%. I mean, it's it's yeah. hard to even imagine that at this point. But this is before streaming and all of that stuff, you know? So, like, radio was it, you know? Yeah, it's like was... radio, ahead, physical bro. sales, and touring. Those were, like, the three ways they could make money. Or, like, three biggest ways they could make money. But they needed radio play, for sure. Yeah, so... That was a that was a big mess. And then like there's videos of the congressional hearings and like John McCain's in there like questioning the Clear Channel guys about them uh, 
you know, whether or not they boycotted the Dixie Chicks and, and shut them down on their stations. And I don't know, it's hard to find information about the case or more of the recordings from the, the hearings and stuff. Uh, dude, I don't, I don't know. Does it feel to you guys like the internet is just being scrubbed of all useful information? Like you go on YouTube and you search something (laughs) and like you literally cannot even find the things that you're searching for. You can use exact terms. You can't find the things you're searching for. It just churns up a list of like eight results, which are YouTubers like discussing whatever that thing is. And then it immediately like goes into completely unrelated items that have nothing to do with your search history. Yeah, it's like, here's so-and-so's reaction. And I'm like, I don't want to see so-and-so's surprised face like 20 times. Yeah, uh, reaction videos I just are want, amazing. I want the original content that was reacted to without like interject, like stopping at every five seconds. I don't want to smash that like button. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I search for a lot on YouTube that would be older, but um, I mean, YouTube is clearly going in a strange direction. Um, YouTube's a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they recently yeah. had this whole thing where they were demonetizing people who said "fuck" within like the first five minutes of a video, or like well, they demonetized people who would mention the word "COVID" as well. Yeah, sure. I remember I, people talking about it? They had to call it like random names if they wanted to even like reference that yeah. it was happening. And that's the what's novel hilarious. virus. <laughs> Yeah, and they'll everyone will just find shitty workarounds. Conservatives call it the flu Manchu for a minute, and then gosh, it was like so <laughs> embarrassing. And I'm I'm so sure I dumb. no, but no fucking joke. This episode on Spotify is going to end up with a like that COVID banner under it. It will. Well, at oh least people will know what they're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> What a worthless waste of time. That's the, oh God, that is like the stuff that I hate about everything now. It's like, dude, three people look at that, at that warning label the first week that it's out. And then everyone disregards it. No one goes, oh, ooh, looks like they're going to talk about, you know what? Like, I don't know if I want to, let me, let me make sure I'm brushed up on my, on my facts about the novel virus before I listen to this. No one does. It is a worthless institution. Like, I don't know. It's just stupid corporate, like risk aversion. It's Fauci. They're just covering their butts, I guess, but I don't know. Rotten Hill Fauci. At the end of the day, all this is all because Fauci wants a solid retirement. He knows that he won't get it. If the truth comes out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> he's a demon <laughs> uh, amazing oh gosh I'm gonna throw up <laughs> we, we, we've already said too many trigger words for Spotify this episode probably won't even air on Spotify now we said all, we said the trifecta it was like COVID Fauci and probably Flu Manchu oh, I shouldn't have said see. that I'm sorry I... <laughs> <laughs> well do you want to hear what uh, Cable News was saying about the Dixie Chicks at the I time I absolutely will Cannot wait to hear this. All right. How uh, many of these are Fox News pundits losing their shit? Well, the last one is uh, our old buddy Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Does he make an appearance? 
Oh, yeah, he's in here. He I does, think. yeah. Perfect. All right, here we go. Hurt our men fighting overseas who no, think their cause is just. Men. Is this a matter of free speech or bad manners? Their opinion is so ignorant. What? They don't know what they're talking about. I think they are the ditzy twits. These are the <laughs> dumbest, dumbest bimbos, with due respect, I have seen. These are callow, foolish women who deserve to be slapped around. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Deserve to be slapped around. That was O'Reilly. Well, and we know yep, his track was. record wasn't exactly awesome when it comes to women. <laughs> Exposing himself a little bit ahead of time, huh? He supports women so much, he gives them $40 million to, to just live <laughs> privately. <laughs> Calling them bimbo uh, is a word you don't just toss around anymore. Bimbo now is like very specifically related to somebody with inflatable inner tube lips and a shit ton of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, uh, dude, and it it's it's wild looking back on this now because, I mean, at this point, like we all know that history kind of proved them right. Yeah, it was course. a bad idea. It was like it's insane that it like caused them so much grief just to say what we all should have been thinking at the time, but I don't know. I I think. Uh, one thing that's interesting about the whole deal is that they really didn't like back down from their statements. And uh, I think I mentioned last time, like there's most of the public statements on this stuff come from Natalie Maines, the lead yeah. singer and the mm -hmm. two sisters that are also in the band. Like you watch the documentary, you really get the impression that they're like, can we just can we just play music like we just want to play? You know, and uh, Natalie's a she's a tiger, man. She uh, she's mm -hmm. not backing down on this stuff. And she at one point, she wore a shirt that said uh, it, it had what was the four letter? It was F U T K. Yeah, like Toby Keith. And she claimed that it st stood for like Friends United. Friends something United. Kind and something in kindness or something <laughs> like when she was asked about <laughs> it. On the red carpet. Oh, I love that. I want to talk to her now. We got to get her on. Yeah. What's she doing these days? Yeah, good luck. Say, it's worth an email. <laughs> say it might be difficult, but you know, dude, the, know. the worst part of the whole thing though, is just watching the documentary and like watching people pick it outside their shows. Like if you That's... at some point, okay. There are very few situations where like if you find yourself outside some event holding a sign like you shouldn't just like slap yourself in the face and go, what am I doing here? Go get a hot like a real hobby. Yeah, like honestly, go home. Yeah. You're what are you doing? If you do that, you're an actual complete and total loser. Like just yeah, like what? Who's going to look at a sign on the way to the concert? And be like, oh, wow, that person says God. this. Oh, I should just go home. Dude, there's like, people no holding one. up signs. They're like, try the Dixie Chicks for treason. It's like the guy on the side of our road that has a flag that says, impeach Biden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What a why tool. Do you, why do you have that? You don't need to have that. Go do something. I don't know. The whole thing's crazy. And like, I mean, I don't... Toby Keith, I feel like, uh, you know, he didn't really. 
there were no consequences for Toby Keith. No. Like his his music just was popular and he went on doing his thing. Nobody trashed him for being a douchebag to to them. Like he said some really crappy things to them and everyone's just like, huh, huh. and then they say she retaliates and they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she said that. Like yeah. the reaction was completely like, opposite. Like team self-defense can't believe that she defended herself. <laughs> so it's insane. They're like, oh, Toby Keith, he's just, oh, whatever. And then they just let him make crappy songs about solo cups for eternity. <laughs> I love that. Fan base, got fan base completely exists between, like within this certain segment that is not going to have a problem with any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. I guess it, like, it's, it's like just he, me being an outsider, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, do you guys remember that uh, Sean Connery like video or, or record where he's just like he mentioned that the, mentions that there are times where women should be able to be slapped around? Do, have you guys heard that? I think I have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it, I think. Yeah, it's rough. It sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because he still gets a bunch of shit for that. Like that'll still come up from time to time. And then you have Bill O'Reilly, like, you know, earlier than Sean Connery. I mean, later than Sean Connery saying like, these people deserve to be slapped around. And you're just like, oh God, Bill, like your career survived talking about. Yeah. should be able to be slapped. The amount of shit that Bill O'Reilly's career survived is honestly, we should worship him as a God. Because uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he is—he sort of survived. I mean, he's not at the top of cable <laughs> music. He's a podcaster sponsored by Wooden Nickels or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's aspirational. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a podcaster sponsored by the We Buy Gold store. <laughs> we Buy Gold. <laughs> it's like uh, any any early check cashing company. Uh, yeah. definitely pays for advertising spots. Does um, what what was his e- final exit from from Fox though? Was it was it actual scandal? I don't even remember. Yeah, ah, boy, I, I don't, don't have either. I don't know the details of it offhand, but I believe so. Yeah, like it was during his sexual assault and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he did that. That's right. Me too. It's hard, stuff. It's hard didn't to remember. Megyn Kelly speak out against him? Megyn, or was Megyn, it? Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, we we should get some info it, yeah, before no. we go off on the yeah, I think the point is, and the one that everyone should take home, regardless of the information that we don't have, is that uh, only one of them was enough so <laughs> to get him fired. So <laughs> that's kind of the problem, right? That like this happened yeah. a lot, and then finally he lost his job. Like, okay, right? That and like people pick and choose who who to get mad enough at to uh, to shove off. So. Yeah, oh, that's certainly <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know. What, what are we shifting? Are we shifting? We don't have enough time to we cover to talk- like six documentaries, so we probably we have can to talk have one about. More. We have to talk about the Jared Fogle one. All right. Let's because do Jared I Fogel. hated it so much. I hated it. <laughs> I regret that- going to Jared. <laughs> next time we'll do, um, maybe by the next episode, that we have without a guest, we'll um, have all four episodes done of Duggars, and we can we can just yes. hang out on that one for a little while. So, Jared Fogle. Well, so I was watching a I was watching a clip of Flagrant Two the other day, which is 
Andrew uh, Tate. Oh my God, no, Schultz. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Schultz's podcast, oh. and uh, he was talking about how he watched the the uh, Candace Owens documentary. Oh, she's got one and, too. Oh um, yeah, she's no. got one about how like Black Lives Matter was a sham or something like that. Yeah, Tell that uh, the person who started it that walked away with billions of dollars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not aligning myself with the Candace Owens on anything, but there are some things to be said. <laughs> There's definitely uh, about the organization, for sure, some criticism. The movement, <laughs> not as much. I think she was picking fights about the movement. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he's like, so I watched the Candace Owens documentaries. And he goes, uh, dude, documentary should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like talking about how like convincing they can be and stuff. And, and it's so true because, uh, you know, I got family members that. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Watch... <laughs> I know. I, we, too... I mean, we've essentially I'm too lost. Suspicious. <laughs> and we've essentially lost the whaling market because of them, too. I know documents. there's casualties of all shapes and sizes. Not you know? fair. How about everyone's I mean, a victim? <laughs> yeah. Is it black fish? Was that what, what was it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think cove. I ever saw that one. The cove. And then some shit about why you shouldn't spear dolphins for their, uh, their blowholes or whatever. I don't know. What are people trying to buy from them? I don't know. What? It's not their blow. I think you you run their brains through a juicer and then you use it to light, uh, you know, make AI. antiquated lamps. Yeah. I don't know. What was that on a, a, the Avatar movie? It was like this wax that their brain seeps out. They collect it and it's like eternal life. Is that oh, God. the direction really Avatar went in? It, the, the sequel, the one that just came out? Yes. yes. So on the nose. They really didn't try too hard with those, did they? they? <laughs> yeah. So, at least the ride, at least the Avatar ride at Disney was fucking. The visuals were very pretty. That's all. That's what I'll say. Maybe want to go snorkeling, but that's about it. (laughs) Well, so this Jared Fogle documentary, I was really interested in it because at some point, maybe I think last year, I listened to some sort of a series about it, and we were just talking about it. Like I cannot find the one that I originally listened to. Yes, we. I swear to God, the one we listened to was uh, Dan Cummins' Time Suck podcast. And both Casey and I remember listening to this, and we were looking forward to the other day because I was talking to a friend who listens to the Time Suck podcast, uh, and I asked him if he listened to the Jared Fogle one. And he was like, I never – it must have been before I started listening – which would have been a, over a year ago. So we, w- I went through the full archives and couldn't find it. I don't know what mm. the deal is. It's like I, the, the uh, Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> the Cummins effect. It's crazy. <laughs> but we listened to a documentary on it. Uh, we listened to the same one. And it, that shit was fucking wild. Like I had no real idea of how dark that story was. It was like... Jared Fogle was a bad guy who got arrested for, you know, some like underage, this or that. I never really knew what happened. I didn't know if it was like 
I, I, it sounded like it was just like child, whatever. I mean, what's the, whatever the proper term for it is, like child sex abuse yeah, like content dis- or whatever. And you're like oh. distributing child porn or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then you, wa- I, we listened to this documentary on him and it was like, or this podcast that chronicled the full fucking story. And it was egregious. Like this guy had other people take the fall for him, had this like well orchestrated, like, plan to indemnify himself he was a complete sociopath and mm. it uh, russell how, and angela taylor yes. yes that was that was his business partner and his and his business partner's wife and they got a way harsher sentence than jared because they were actually like making were, child pornography with like hidden cameras and they were also involved yeah. in it with their daughters it sounds like and and it was all so through the organization that Jared started, which was to like help kids. It was like the, the Jared Foundation. Like he was like the organizer of it, or he was in charge. Um, what's his face? He was in charge of it. Yeah, and and like Subway really didn't have anything to do with his organization, no. but he was the spokesperson for them for a long time. But so there's like this really interesting story behind the Jared Fogel case. And this documentary covers about 20 minutes of that in three episodes. Yeah. And the rest of it, and it's like so typical of documentaries now, especially it seems like, okay, the Hillsong one was like, literally it was three episodes, you know, at each an hour a piece. And it really could have been like a 30 or 40 minute single episode. It would have been great. Yeah, But like they draw it out and they talk to all these people that are like barely involved and stuff, you know. It's like they say the same things over and over again for like two hours. (laughs) And this one was the worst offender. Like this one is such a piece of crap. It's amazing like how bad it is. So the whole like most of the documentary follows this this lady uh, named Rochelle Herman, who was uh she was like a DJ and morning show host on the radio in uh, like Tampa area. It was like right? Sarasota, I think. Sarasota, that's right. And uh, so she met Jared through some sort of like PR campaign. He was coming there to do something at the local school or something like that. So she he was on her show. And right away, there's just really like some, there's some things about like, the way that she describes her interactions with him that are like, they immediately kind of make you go, wait, wait a sec. What? So they spend the first piece of the documentary talking about like Jared's story about how like he was kind of like this kid who was overweight, like all through his childhood bullied, didn't have a lot of friends. I mean, you know, and that's taken their word for it. I mean, who knows, but Anyways, at some point he decides like he's going to eat sandwiches and that's his weight loss plan. And that's what he does. But he loses like 200 and some pounds. Yeah. So it's, I it's mean, impressive. It's, it's incredible. It's a definitely an incredible weight loss story. Subway yeah. gets a hold of that story and they're like, holy crap, this is a massive branding opportunity. And so they bring this guy on to do some commercials for them. And it really like gets people's attention. It's like, 
everyone in the United States who is always looking for a shortcut to everything, <laughs> including me, is like, I can eat sandwiches. <laughs> I, mean, that, I, I feel like if it wasn't for Jared and like the Subway diet, Subway would have fucking vanished because their cold cuts aren't really holding that business together. Like that, the Subway sucks. It's fucking Their bread smells good. funny. Yeah, and it's not I, great. I haven't been to a Subway in probably a decade. I would go when I lived in Virginia and I was in college and uh, we would get, like, my wife and I would get like, we'd split a $5 foot. Light. I don't know if they still do them for five bucks, but if they did, they said, no. thank you. Inflation. Well, <laughs> but, it's expensive. Uh, I stopped there the other day and I got like an Italian sub and a drink and it was $16. Oh shit. Yeah. We and I was like, this isn't even real food. This is PVC. <laughs> when, but when, when we were working, uh, when we were in college, we would get like a, we'd split a $5 foot long and whatever. And like, we, our friends would joke on us all the time because they're like, do you guys remember when you guys used to get like a pack of hot dogs and make it last you six months? And it was like, we were always trying to like save money. And cause we were trying to move from Virginia back to Massachusetts. So we were like, kept our budget pretty tight at that time. Life was fairly uneventful. And it was like, I remember learning that one of their sandwiches, it was like this chicken teriyaki one. Oh, was, that's the one I used to get at Liberty. Yeah, yeah that one, it was, it was good. I mean, good <laughs> yeah. by like I'm 20 years old standards, but like uh, I just remember learning about like, the calorie count on that thing was fucking obscene to yeah. the point where like, you're better off going to McDonald's than you are getting your chicken soaked in like, like sugar, I mean, high sugar, sugar corn syrup with like Man. a few <laughs> sesame seeds sprinkled into it. Fucking painted on grill marks, a gallon of high fructose corn syrup with some soy uh. sauce and sesame seeds splashed into it. <laughs> oh geez yeah yep. the asian chicken sandwich they had the audacity to call it asian chicken sandwich or some shit where you're like it was like sweet like, teriyaki yeah I'm like oh yeah cool, okay i think i got it i probably got it with zero add-ons no vegetables just the chicken and maybe with some extra glucose <laughs> well and i yeah, remember I like say. <laughs> wendy's had like an oriental chicken salad and it was oh, like no it was like some crappy iceberg lettuce bowl and it had some like 30 year old pickled mandarin orange slices on top that were really just like circus peanuts that they soaked in sugar <laughs> oh that's terrible i love that they call it oriental too like the your name. grandfather it's like that's what my grandfather called asian people and you're over here calling it a <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. yeah just make your crappy square patties and call it a day yeah, come on. <laughs> so, so Jared gets some weight, some uh, some endorsement deals with Subway, and he starts like traveling around doing like press events with them and talking to kids at schools and whatnot. This lady meets him in like the early two thousands, and she says that like he came into the studio and was uh, like kind of flirtatious and stuff with her off air. 
And then when they got on the radio show, he was like a little stiff and like very uh, buttoned up and whatnot. So then she does like, there's another event that happens and it's like at a school and she says that like they're getting ready to do this event at the school they're sitting together this is like the second time they've ever met okay she's already talked about him being like very buttoned up and whatnot and then she's like this time he was like really flirting with me and stuff like that and right before they turn on the camera he leaned over to me and he's like i think middle school girls are so hot And she's like, I was aghast. I was just, I couldn't believe it. And I knew that I had to do something. So I started my investigation into Jared. Instead of telling somebody, I guess, which I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways you could go with that. But (laughs) she's like, I immediately went and applied for my private investigator's license. I waited about six months. And then I really started looking into him and just like, (laughs) In the no. meantime, you could have just called the cops. Well, like, or that didn't happen, and you made that whole thing up after you found out he liked kids. Well, uh, like her whole like way of keeping like in touch with him. I think this was before that instance, this was, right? Yeah, it was, this was before anyone else knew. She said uh, she had met him at that first initial radio interview and stuff, and she goes. They really go out of their way to be like, Jared was Michael Jackson. He was a global celebrity. Everybody wanted to be near him. Everybody was like, <laughs> nobody cared. Like, he was recognizable as the guy who had big pants. Like, no one cared about Jared. <laughs> big he pants was a celebrity. and tiny glasses. Yeah, and like, like, dude, she goes, her, her like big hook on like staying in contact with him is she goes, you know, my my six year old daughter would love to meet you. Or she was like seven, uh, yeah, elementary age. Yeah, maybe it was seven. But she's like, my daughter would love to meet you. And Jared perked right up. It's like your daughter, who's seven, is like enamored with a guy for losing two hundred pounds. Like that's what she she's like. Just she can't wait to meet Jared from Subway. What are you talking about? Like she saw yeah. him on a commercial in between reruns of Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, I will say as a PBS person, we didn't have any commercials between Arthur and, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy. So <laughs> yeah, I was between guess... episodes of Doug. Yeah. Or recess. <laughs> I was say, it sounds like one of those things where the parents try and get their kids to say something We're like, Oh my gosh. This person's famous. Do you do you want to meet Jared? Oh my gosh, do you want to meet him? Do you want to meet him? And then she's just like nods her head, like, okay. They like rub their hands or their eyes with the palms of their hands and go, Ugh! <laughs> <I> just, it's, <laughs> it's just cool that this stand-up woman is like using her child as pervert bait. Oh <laughs> right. So then she claims he made these comments about middle school girls. And look, the whole thing with this, I don't I don't like there's no part of me like there's apparently there's groups of people online that are like, you know, Rochelle Herman entrapped Jared. Like she no. led him into these conversations and stuff like that. And oh like, dude, she taped a whole bunch of conversations with him. The conversations are insane on both of their parts. Yes. Like they don't make any sense. 
they're not useful as evidence and stuff. Like she claims she's investigating him and trying to like, she's working with the FBI to try to like get evidence against him. And like everything about her conversations with him is totally worthless in a court setting. None of these conversations that she recorded led to anything. They were not used in court, like during the prosecution (laughs) and stuff. The, The whole thing is a joke. It's like, she is not important to this story at all. And like, the more you listen, the more you're like, where, what was your, really your angle here? Yeah. Cause like, she like, she had a faux relationship with him for years and would record. She said she recorded every conversation and would do like drops after every conversation, like in the middle of the night to the FBI, black van, blah, blah, blah. It's just like the way that she worded it. And she would repeat herself a lot. She would just repeat while well, I was, you know, working on the investigation with the FBI. Like she would have to add like that she was working with the FBI after like every sentence. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I get the it. The FBI and the Indiana State Police did not, they were not involved in this documentary at all. And like they have a guy on there that they keep talking to. He's like, He's listed as former FBI agent, but he was not involved in the case. And he's sitting in a car the whole time. Every time they cut to him, he's sitting in a car. They're talking to him through the windshield of the car. And he's like, well, yeah, in these situations, you know, it's really uh, it's really frustrating when you can't get, you know, the evidence that you're looking for against someone. So I can understand how she felt in that scenario. Like. It has no relevance to anything that's going on. It's just like some guy who who answered phones at that's the like, FBI office in Quantico or whatever. That's what you say before you plant like a dime bag on somebody. You're just like, yeah, it's super frustrating <laughs> right. when you can't get the evidence you want. So like you just fucking make it rain pictures of naked children in their yeah. locker. And you're like, we right, got them. Or in Rochelle's case, ask specific questions about what ages of children he wants to bang. Yeah, Dude, no, it's, it's crazy. insane to listen to. She goes, I actually, she's like saying things like, and that's why, like, the whole idea that this is like FBI working with her to gather evidence is so never because they she's wouldn't. literally saying like, how young of girls do you like? Do you like seven year olds? Do you like nine year olds? Would you like that? Which is not admiss like you can't use that for anything in court. Yeah, and he didn't know that she was recording either, so that's also it's dude, now that you're mentioning all this, I do remember hearing about this stuff even in the documentary, or I should keep calling it a documentary, even in the podcast that we listened to that covered it, because it covered a I mean, really everything there probably was to cover. But I remember hearing this and I remember hearing about how like useless the information ended up being. Cause you can't, I mean, that's, that is an entrapment type thing. Also like, look, I mean, Jared finally got caught for being a giant fucking purpose. So this person, whatever. I mean, if she had an inclining, an inclination uh, that there was something off about him and she rolled with it. Cool. But like what it sounds like, what you're saying is that, they made an entire documentary based on her hearsay and not the actual shit that led to an arrest for this guy. Pretty yeah, much. That, yeah. It was covered in, well, they talked to two of the victims, which are the Taylor's daughters and stepdaughters. And 
they talked a little bit in the in the episodes but then like the very last episode is where they actually covered what some of what happened to them and that was like really terrible like disgusting yeah yeah he started this whole like he started this whole like foundation and kids would go and be in his like he had like a building that he like basically put cameras in and would like video kids showering and changing and shit like that like the guy that yeah, was his original even... good it's gonna say they didn't even cover some of that stuff like they only covered what happened in their personal house i think right yeah they really only talked about like the stuff that russell and his wife did in their house which was record and... their his wife's daughters yeah which is disgusting and they talked to them like that part of the documentary is actually viable and interesting because these are people that were actually involved and affected by it. Yeah. Not just like trying to figure out how they're going to. Sque- I can't figure out if Rochelle is like, like, how did she end up in this scenario? Was it just like, oh, this is a celebrity and I think I might be able to get him to talk about weird things or something like that? Or, you know, maybe how did you end up in that conversation with him in the first place? Because her story does not make sense. So, like, it kind of makes you wonder if, like, she was kind of, maybe she's a little weird, too. And it just got to a point where she was uncomfortable. Or maybe she realized, like, this guy's important. Like, I could use these conversations for something, you know? journalist brain is just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. Because then she talks about, like, whole, like, how it all like ruined her relationship with her children and stuff. Like she like, no, that like was just neglecting her kids and <laughs> yeah. That her was son like- moved to Asia and has never been back. They talked yeah, to him a little bit in the documentary and he's like, yeah, I'm proud of my mom for like, you know, doing something about it and stuff. Her daughter does not appear in the documentary, but they do yeah. talk about her and like her mental health state and stuff like that. Like, it's so, dude, it's really shameless. Like, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. Everything involved in Rochelle is just weird and gross and doesn't make sense. And it doesn't lead to anything. And the whole payoff for, like, her side of the story at the end is that, like, they they were able to play her tapes for the judge when she was, like, deciding on sentencing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they told us, like, the tapes let us know that this was a pattern of behavior. That like- was it. <laughs> Right. Like after the uh, it after the evidence that actually mattered was played, they're like, "Oh, here's a bonus. Here's like yeah, like the, here's the fucking director's cut of this pervert's life." Yeah, it's like the the Zack Snyder version. We don't. Yeah. No one needs it. <laughs> Nobody wants it, but it's there. The Fogel <laughs> Snyder cut. We're like, yeah, no, we got the full picture, but yeah, we'll listen to your weird videos of you asking him how young of children he likes by yeah. starting at eighteen and going down a year for thirty minutes until you finally get to him being confused Ugh. and wondering why he got involved in this conversation to begin with. And yeah, like she, he is he does volunteer information, especially toward the end about children and stuff, which is gross. Yeah. He's, a, he's a sicko and he thinks oh, he's yeah. talking to his girlfriend. Yeah, he, he thinks they're in a relationship. It seems like he does. It seems like that's what she played it off as, like they were romantically involved ish. Like got the yeah, this he got this audacity of like like I, he really seemed to start thinking he was invulnerable 
Like, yeah. Like, dude, you fucking, you're the spokesman for fucking sandwiches. Shitty like, fucking sandwiches. <laughs> you on the you're invulnerable. <laughs> like, you're clearly going to prison at some point. Yeah. Dude, uh, there one of the, like, really, like, just come on moments of the documentary is uh, they're talking about the toll that this whole ordeal took on Rochelle. You know, aside from like her ruining her relationship with her kids, which is all she cares about, you know, she talks about like how she was, she goes, I was diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, which is called, is known as the suicide disease. And it's like this neurologic or neuropathic disorder characterized by episodes of intense pain in the face originating from the trigeminal nerve. And yeah, it sounds like kind to, of a, it's it sounds to feel awful. like, yeah, like pain in your face. Like, oh, it says it feels like an, a similar to an electric shock on one side of the face. And it says even like mild stimulation of your face, like brushing your teeth, putting on makeup, like brushing your hair can trigger like a jolt of pain, or it can be like a, a chronic pain sort of, sort of thing as well. But she it's says, I was disease. diagnosed with that. And I definitely think that the ordeal with the FBI and with Jared definitely had an, a, a, took a toll on my health. And then they show like a, a stock footage of a wheelchair. Yeah. Like in black and white rolling away from the camera. And it's like, like what, oh. what are you doing? Like, she's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> like you're talking no. about her like having shooting pain in her face why are you showing a wheelchair? Like, it's just, I don't know. The whole yeah, thing was so bad. I know. I didn't know what that disease was at first. I'm just like, oh man. So then we looked it up and it's like, like your facial nerves. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's pretty dark. I, I mean, apparently the, uh, the reason, I mean, it's called the suicide disease because of the prevalence of people committing suicide due to pain. Yeah. Cause it's so, it can be so painful, but I don't, I don't think she called it by its proper name in the documentary. I think she just called called it the suicide disease. But I, I don't know. I could uh, be wrong. The culprit is an out-of-place blood vessel that rubs against the trigeminal nerve in the side oh. of the face. Uh, it, there is a little asterisk here that says that frequent conversations with the FBI about difficult situations can cause this. So, I mean, it's possible. Oh. It could okay. be. <laughs> just it's just hard the way that it's presented the way that she talks is i don't know it is like of course you want to believe somebody everyday things like brushing teeth shaving or putting on yeah. makeup yeah i mean look she probably got it uh but it does sound like this documentary is like let's take a, a like you know a character to the story who wasn't exactly a main character maybe had some I mean, obviously, there's a lot of involvement on her part. Maybe there's like a desperately looking for absolution of being his girlfriend type. Maybe there's, I don't know. It's hard to know the motivation for uh, the doc. The doc let's be real. The documentary's motivation is to get people to fucking watch it so those bitches can get paid. I mean, that's well, yeah, cause why you make the film. It's like the phone calls were like the only new information, I think. Right. And that shit's yeah, all, like, I think 
I feel like documentaries for a while were like people who like spent seven years on something on their like budget where they practically bankrupted themselves and their families. Like there was a, now it's like, it's for enter so much of it's for entertainment's sake and not so much for like, you know, I'm someone who is curious and interested in this and have a story to tell. So you can like, so like you mentioned the Hillsong documentary, like you really can just take something that's sensationalized and, and make a documentary. You could be, probably paid up front to make a documentary about it. Um, Jared is an interesting one. Jared is getting out of jail soon or is already out of jail. Have you looked oh, that up? Great. No. He, he, yeah, when he got 15, it was 15 years that he got. Jared Fogel is, I believe getting out in this year, 2023. Uh, yeah. Cause he got sentenced to like 15 years. Yes. Oh, I'm but, wrong. Uh, this looks like Fogel will not be released from prison until March 2029 at the earliest. Oh, okay. He's got a, the old boy's got a few sandwiches left in him after all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably like, no, just keep me in jail. Cause the second I make it to the outside, I'm going to get murdered. That, <laughs> and I will watch that documentary. Yeah. He's an Indiana pervert that deserves to be slapped around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We got people like, uh, God, I almost said Tucker Carl, Bill O'Reilly. We got people like Bill O'Reilly just advocating for all the wrong people to get slapped around. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you do, if you are curious about the Jared Fogle case, and you do want to watch that documentary, I will tell you, like, the first two episodes are almost all Rochelle, and they are a waste of time. You can Rochelle, skip to Rochelle. the third one. And uh, it at least talks about some of the case and stuff that happens to uh, to get him arrested. And yeah. I don't know, for anybody... Dude, it's just another case of people, like, cannot separate two things. Like, well, if so-and-so is is uncredible or blah 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 then like so and so must be good like if no. you think that jared was entrapped like what, you're god like don't be a moron like there's so much and this had so little to do with why he's in prison that that's what's weird know, about it that's what sounds so dumb about the documentary is like the reason he's in jail has nothing to do with the person that the documentary it's, it should be the, the Rochelle documentary about her personal experience with someone like Jared. Don't act like it's a documentary all about Jared Fogle and how he ended up in prison. Cause that's not what happened. And it took too long for Jared to go to prison. Like, yeah. And Rochelle just didn't have much to do with that. If she did, and was as involved as she thought he might've gone away sooner. So I think that's, what's interesting. It's like, make it, make it be honest about what you're doing. Make a documentary about the girlfriend, the quote unquote girlfriend of Jared Fogel, where you're like, here's, here's part of her story. Here's part of the story. But to set it up as though it had any, any thing to do with his ultimate indictment is like, 
it did it just didn't lead to that and dude she clearly at one point, it in her mind that she was like a big time player in what happened at, but at one point she wasn't getting anything out of it anymore like he had kind of cut contact with her and she was like not getting the payoff she hoped for and uh so she like went to the Sarasota PD and was like I have tapes of Jared Fogle talking about pedophile stuff and I'm going to play them on my radio show. I've been working with the FBI and they're not doing anything about it. Blah, blah, blah. So they get like the Sarasota PD involved. They call the FBI and the FBI shows up and they're like, do not do that. This is an ongoing investigation. Do not interfere. Yeah. This could be unsafe for you. It could be unsafe for this person or that person, like all these people. And she basically like, threatened the police. They should be like, if you don't do anything about this person that is outside of your jurisdiction, uh, then I'm going to play these in public. And no, there's no way that her radio station would have let her do that anyways. No. Like, it's all just empty threats. And then after the FBI is like, hey, this is an ongoing investigation. Do not interfere. She's like, they told me that there was an ongoing investigation involved and that I had to... I had to become a ghost. She's just like, shut uh, up, Rochelle. God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, every every statement was so, like, overdone. So, I think I found, it, it just kind of clicked. I'm clearly, and maybe both of us are creating memories, because now I'm remembering that I watched a thing on YouTube about Jared Fogle. It was not the Time Suck podcast, and it, I so I just searched Jared Fogle and started scrolling down and found where the red line was full, indicating that I had watched it. And it was whatever happened to Jared Fogle, the subway guy. It's a video that has 5.2 million views. It was posted two years ago by uh, Vince Vintage. And is that his scene kid name? This is, I think, (laughs) I think this is what I watched. I know Rochelle shows up in it or like, at least some of what she says showed up in it, but um, okay. But yeah, well, yeah. Uh, she eventually ended up on the news. So that's that. Uh, I believe it was a whatever happened to Jared Fogle, the subway guy. I mean, five point two million views is a lot. So this one's made its rounds. Uh, I'll post that link yeah. in the uh, in the episode description if you want to check that out. The only other one I can see is, uh, and I didn't watch this one, The Case of Jared Fogle from $5 Foot Long to Felon. That also has 2.7 million views. <laughs> Obviously, the number okay. of views doesn't necessarily indicate it's how worthwhile it is, but um, the one that I had watched on YouTube, apparently, it's only 22 minutes long, and it, it's really just a pretty straightforward, here's what the investigation turned up, and that shit is fucked. So... If you want to just ruin your afternoon or evening or maybe morning while you're drinking your coffee, uh, learning about the history and story of Jared Fogle. Uh, Heck yeah, can, practice the that. whole story probably <laughs> fits in 22 minutes better than it does in the three hours of documentary video that uh, the three hour documentary that you guys watched. Yeah, yep. don't be like us and waste your time. You should value your time. And watch the one about the Duggars. Uh, So we're all going to be doing that this week. Uh, And 
that'll be the next conversation we have. We're apparently on documentary kicks. So the Dogger one feels quite relevant to at least some of what we're doing here, though. Um, yes, it, it is so far anyway. Yep, I'm excited to see the rest of it. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, April, for joining. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to, you know, walk into a room and... <laughs> yeah, we, we allowed you chatting. to because, after all, we are men and you are yes. nothing but a simple woman who deserves to be slapped around. <laughs> oh, yes. Or in in the, uh, the Duggar slash, I forget the acronym for the, the thing, you know, all I should be doing is baking. Baking. Yeah, you're a mercy giver. Mercy giver, the, the pops out babies. <laughs> well, you're clearly failing at one of those. Uh, I don't know what to tell both, you. Honestly, both. <laughs> it's fine. I've accepted my fate. Well, In hell, next to yep. Josh Duggar, ironically. We'll, we'll be there together. Uh, maybe I'll give old Josh in a hell kick in the nuts. at the uh, CPAC convention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>